you guys thought I was gone. So I hope you guys really, really, truly enjoyed uh, Brian Dunn and Christopher Bean's stories. They're uh, amazing individuals, people that have gone through the shit, came out the other side, and expect the best out of everybody, but do not judge people on their worst. So they uh, are brothers. They're amazing people and people that I look up to and am privileged to call friends. And most of you people out there in the stratosphere, dude, I had people in Europe and Australia listening to my podcast. Maybe the reason why is because I don't handle any bullshit. I battle the bullshit every day and everything that's going on in Australia is a bunch of bullshit. Maybe they're just looking for the guiding light. I don't know. But um, I was asked this question and I wanted to answer it. I think it's an important one because I, I, I'm giving you this answer so you reflect on yourself. So that you behind this camera can reflect at yourself and think about what is your eight mile moment. The one and the only Eminem had his eight mile moment. If you haven't seen eight mile, shut my mediocre YouTube video off. Go watch eight mile, come back. But John Wellborn, owner of Power Athlete, talks about your eight mile moment and your eight mile moment that um, can define you, define you but doesn't have to define you. It's getting from one end to the other, the hero's journey, crossing over the threshold. What allowed you to become the person you are today? And this is the speech that I gave at Power Athlete in Austin, Texas, just a month ago. And uh, our speech that you just heard from Brian Dunn and them, um, or if you're checking out on YouTube that you haven't heard yet, uh, took the air out of the room was something that uh, we did not rehearse. We did not plan. We went off the cuff and just gave everything we had inside us. I mentioned earlier, um, I've done speaking gigs actually bigger than the Power Athlete one, um, but nothing in comparison to the energy, the feeling, the relationships, nothing compared to that. Um, I've been in front of hundreds of people speaking, and I thought I was going to pass out during this speech. Um, I was doing the Wim Hof method, trying to get myself uh, brought back down because it meant a lot. And so without any further ado, I'll shut the fuck up. My eight mile moment. And uh, it all starts from childhood. And every addict, every um, porn addict, uh, alcoholic, weed, whatever it is, it all starts with something. And it all starts with something. And if I would have figured this out earlier, my life would have been a lot easier, but I may not be here right now. I may not have that hunger, that drive, that motivation to do better. And so it started out very young and it started out with my very first shoulder surgery and my very first shoulder surgery. Uh, this is the, the wild west of pain medications. And at this time, doctors did not have an inner, inner, um, clinic network. So you could go to many individual different doctors, doctor shop, get what you need and move forward. And this was not good for me. And, uh, I'll get back to what I was searching for. What was I trying to fulfill? And, uh, I'll get back to that. And so my first shoulder surgery, I'm having pain medications all day long and I'm just doing it because I'm in actual pain. And 
then from there, um, people try to become your friends and people try to become um, acquaintances with you because they want pain medications. And so I started hanging out with the wrong crowds. And everything just transpired from there. But just as we talked with Bean and uh, Dunn, is training saved my life. I don't say that very lightly. Training saved my life. There was always this good angel, bad angel talking to me. And, hey, let's go get high. Let's go get trash. Let's skip class. Let's do this. I need to go train. That other angel, I need to go train. I need to be better. I need to physically exhaust my body. I need to physically exhaust my resources. And so no matter what, through drug addiction, heroin, pain medications, everything, training was always a stable piece of my life. And training saved me, um, and I hope to give that to other people. And so as it progressed, I, uh, from sophomore year all the way through senior year, I was a pain medication addict. Um, I would go to doctors for uh, gout on my foot, ingrown toenail, uh, every single thing you could think of, getting hydrocodone, Percocet, Oxycontin. And then it started coming from the black market. And for people that do know my stepfather, um, one of the best men in my life um, is a chief of police. My uncle is a police officer. My grandpa was the mayor. So I was fucked. I couldn't get away with anything. However, I still seem to always evade the police. And so I, I progress. I'm doing pain medications. I'm now dependent on this medication. And so at that point, I came to a realization that I knew that there was more in this life. However, it was a very shallow feeling. I knew I wanted to play college football, so I needed to quit drugs. So I want to do X, I need to stop Y, and that equals Z. And that's a very superficial reasoning, okay? And so I did it because I'm uh, a stubborn bastard. That's it. I didn't do it because I wanted to. I didn't do it because I needed to get clean. I did it because I had training in mind. I had college football in mind. And so for 365 days, I came clean um, prior. And for 365 days, I had a piss test sitting on my front doorstep as soon as I got back from school and uh, football practice. Passed every single one of them. Did not cheat one of them. So I have a, a year clean. All my other buddies are doing shit. I'm trying to, I'm trying to go on the straight and narrow. I come up to Dickinson State. Uh, the best university in the world. And uh, things go great. And then a fellow person that lived in Worland, a friend, acquaintance, moved up to Dickinson. And this is when things went south quick. And this is when I was introduced to the craziest drug in the entire world, and that is heroin. And I was addicted to heroin and pain medications all the way through my all-conference college football career as an outside linebacker. And I uh, was having to do heroin and pills just to go to practice. But I had this, this, this rush, this absolute rush of living this double life. People looked at me as this jock, this person that they looked up to, this leader on the football team, the team captain, these, all these things. But I am an absolute piece of shit addict on the inside. I'm hiding from something. And uh, it all came to a head. Again, I talk about, I always had this intuition. You can call it a higher calling. You can call it God. I do. And I had this intuition. And I had God speaking to me saying, there's more to this life. I made you for more than what you're doing. And I 
came clean. I absolutely came clean because I hit my rock bottom. I had no love. I had no friends. I had no drugs. I had no life. I hit rock bottom as I was doing heroin, going to football practice, going to games, leading the conference in sacks, doing all these things, these great things, right? But I'm just a morally unjust person on the inside. And my eight-mile moment came all the way down to this. And I called my head football coach, Coach Stanton, one of the best people in the entire world. I got to play under him. I got to learn under him. I got to coach with him. I got to be in the coaching network with this amazing person. And I call him because I trusted him, or I do still trust him. And then I called my parents. Then I called my family. But I called him and I said, Coach, I need to talk to you. And of course, Coach Stanton's in his office watching film. And I go down there and I tell him everything that's going on and his eyes are, he's blown away. His all-conference linebacker, the, the guy that, that is making plays on Saturday, the goody-goody kid, you know, is doing heroin, is addicted to heroin, is lost, is morally unjust, is indifferent in his self, has no identity. And all he says right off the bat, and he says, Colby, it's, it's all going to be okay. It, it, this is going to work out. We will have this work out in some fashion. And at that point, he pulls his strings, his connections, and I'm in the ER ASAP Rocky. I'm there. And this coach stays with me for three hours as I'm withdrawing off of heroin, as they're giving me methadone, and all these things uh, um, that I'm withdrawing off of and I, I, that's, that's my rock bottom. I didn't wreck a car. I didn't kill somebody. I didn't get arrested. It was God. It was an intuition. It was something bigger that I knew that I had to do. And, uh, find me a foot head football coach. That'll do that, man. Find me somebody that will do that. That will stay with you for hours as you withdraw, seeing you at your worst, absolute worst. And at that point, I came to the realization of what I was chasing. And this brings us all the way back to that childhood that I talked about that I'd come back to. And Coach Stanton showed me that no matter what happens, that he was going to be there. I may just be a player. I may just be a number. But in that situation, I was Colby Wartman. I wasn't number 55. He stayed with me and he showed me a love that he didn't even know he was showing because I interpreted it differently than he was giving it. And he showed a love of just being there and talking to me and walking me through the process and going through all these things. And at that point, I knew that something could be fulfilled. Something could fill that puzzle piece within me that heroin and pain medication were and make me feel complete, make me be the person that I am, make me accept the higher calling that I was supposed to have. And it was love. It was a genuine love. It was a love from uh, a father figure, a male, or a mother, or a woman in my life. And it was this love that really, really encompassed everything and brought it all together. And from that moment on, everything was taken from me. I went to treatment. I went to rehab. I, it's not the 12 steps. The rehab facility that I went to was terrible. Absolutely terrible. People are... Uh, 
failing drug tests or uh, cheating drug tests. People are in and out, getting in fights, smoking cigarettes, doing all this stuff. It wasn't the 12 steps. It was here. And it was here. It was that, that, that higher calling. And at that point, I knew that I just needed a little bit of love. That's all I needed. And from that point on, I was clean for exactly a little over a year. I'm bouncing at armies, one of the funnest jobs in the entire world when you're out of uh, college football, because you can jack people up and not go to jail for it. It's just like football. And you have a competitive advantage because everybody's drunk. And I, uh, I, I, I was bouncing and long story short, I met my wife and that love that she provided me that I never had that unconditional, truly unconditional, no matter what happens, unconditional love that just was the perfect puzzle piece that I needed. It took everything away. Absolutely everything. Addiction, insecurity, identity, everything was gone. And that was the eight mile moment that defined my life. Everything I do, every athlete I train, I'm open about this. I give them these tools. I show them my experience. I tell them my experience and they can learn from that. They can grow from that. They can be a better person than I was so that when they're my age, when they're 30, when they're 40, they can make me look like an insignificant blip in history. And that's my goal is to use these experiences, use these things that I had to struggle for, be the person that I wanted to have because that's what life's all about, right? helping people, all these relationships, these random relationships that we have, it's all about the people. And that eight mile moment defined what I do every day. It defined how I train my athletes. It defines how I love my wife, defines how I love my family, defines how I treat a stranger, defines how I hold myself accountable. It it defines my motivation. This is that eight mile moment. Become, now I'm over six years clean. It's a whole complete different life because that puzzle piece is filled. Every addict, every issue comes down to a lack of love. You can always trace it back to a lack of love. Where were you running and where did you not have love? If you can figure that out, addiction can be solved. Our world can be a better place. Our addiction can be solved if we find that root cause. Figure out what you're running from or figure out what you're chasing. I was chasing love and many people are. And so that is my eight mile moment. And I ask you to reflect, what is your eight mile moment? What defines your life? Maybe you haven't had your eight mile moment yet, but it's coming. So what is your eight mile moment? Look in the mirror, ask yourself, what defines me every day? What keeps me driving every day? What defines you? What is your eight mile moment?